0: My name is Juan and you're listening to Birthing Babes. Babe number four is Anna from Ablewind Game. Listen to Anna talk to me about the birth of her two boys and a binder full of birth plans. I guess uh, I'll ask, I'll talk about, no, you'll talk about who you are first and then um, what you do Mm -hmm. and when you're ready. Hello I'm Anna from Able and Game
1: and I run a greeting card and giftware business uh, in Brunswick with my partner Gareth and we've been running it for just over 10 years now. We started the business in 2009 and uh, yeah so we make um, greeting cards which I do all the illustrations for and we have a small range of giftware that we all have manufactured in Australia. So we have tea towels, tote bags, mugs microfiber cloths and then we also do like a range of paper products that we make ourselves including calendars diaries and art prints beautiful yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's a lot of products
1: yeah it's it feels like it's a concise small range but Mm -hmm. I think when you look at it all it's it's a bit it's a fair bit not too
0: many maybe no I think um when you list it out yeah it's like oh wow yeah there's heaps yeah yeah Yeah.
1: it's just trying to find people that will make them in australia where the cost isn't going to be ridiculous in terms of a product that people are going to buy that's affordable yeah and also kind of being able to afford to get the stuff manufactured because often you've got to get minimums yeah of stuff so it's kind of like obviously a big output and also that complements what we do Mm. as well it's not kind of a weird product like i'm trying to think of something that you could get made here that you'd be like that's not really a thing
0: toothbrush toothbrushes yeah yeah. Um, yeah. maybe a chair yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think though, if anything that had a cat on it it would be would kind be of fine. i would be like oh i would buy that Yeah, maybe like big long beer mats that you'd put in your like you know those like things you put in your car like across the dashboard that say like hold it or something on it maybe that
0: i haven't seen that since i was little yeah i'm trying
1: to think when i've seen it last
0: it would easily be like in the 90s yeah 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 um so you illustrate you do the illustration yeah i do all the illustrations and
1: gareth Gareth comes from a computer science background, so, Does he? Yeah, so he studied computer science at Strathclyde University in Glasgow. Uh, so he comes from a kind of process driven, organised place. Mm. Uh, so he designed our online wholesale ordering system, of which course. is really lovely. <laughs> yeah. It's really nice. Um and easy to use, and you can adapt it and change it. And it's been a really good part of the business, but not something that many people have been able to see because it's only really the shops that are Mm. using that system to order from. But um, he also does, like, stuff within the business in terms of concepts and ideas for cards. Like, there's definitely a collaboration between us, Mm. but I do all the illustrations for it. But he's often quite like, hey, change that to look like this and kind of do things to add maybe a bit more humour into the cards. That's, like, what he probably that's
0: what I was getting at see I think. his
1: job as is adding like stuff to make it interesting
0: and funny yeah but you're pretty funny yourself oh yeah
1: yeah I still come
0: up with
1: <laughs> <that>. <laughs> it's not all his humor no there's <laughs> definitely my humor in there as well 100% yeah it's a collaboration of the humor but the, often if I show him something he'll be like add this to it and I'm like yeah, yeah that's made it
0: your stuff's funnier. pretty funny I, I do enjoy it and a lot of the times when I go in and go okay I need a card um, you know, I'll be like, oh, I can't pick just one. Oh, okay. And yep, I always yep. <laughs> end up coming with, out with f- a few. With the yep. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, you know, I'd go in, okay, I, I've got a wedding to go to. I need a, we- a card for a wedding, but I end up coming out with like... A birthday card. And yeah, just random stuff, which is good because it means card. that I am...
1: Um, You're giving out more cards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm set for the rest of the year. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. I think... Coming up with funny cards and like the right card that it has the right sense of humour in it is like yeah. one of my favourite parts of yeah. doing it and being like, yes, this is it. And also just celebrating that kind of uh, sort of dorky real life. I yeah. think that's what yeah. I like to do.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so you've got two boys. Yes, I've got two boys. Clyde,
1: who's four and a half, and Doug, who's two and a half.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're very interesting. <laughs> Do you feel like you see yourself and you know in Gareth in their personality?
1: Yeah, oh yeah, like but but the good and the bad though. Yeah, which is kind of like oh, it's really frustrating because you think I don't really like that aspect of my personality, and then when you see them displaying it, you're like oh, and then you're like, but I caused that. Like (laughs) it's really quite confronting. Mm -hmm. I think seeing. The you know maybe the way you talk if you're frustrated mm. then coming out and then coming back at you and you're like yeah. oh god this is really quite confronting yeah. and make sure I think assess your own behavior and how you're talking in those moments where like you're frustrated or you're tired or you just kind of just want to rush something through which is me all the time yeah <laughs> it's like at home as well it's like I just want to get the job done quickly and then you're like I can't because I've got a two and a half year old who wants to brush his teeth himself and i've got to try and also do the job with him and it's like oh i've just got to sit here and just kind of yeah chill out for a bit
0: (laughs) it's um it's definitely challenging yeah yeah akira doesn't talk yet but this morning she started to say nah
1: oh okay Um, yep
0: (laughs) and she's starting to actually um uh, ha- Go through like lists of options I'll be mm. like hey do you want this She goes nah do you want mm-hmm. this And she goes nah And then I'll get to something she, she wants She'll mm. be like nah
1: <laughs> Yeah but it's really nice when that happens though Because you're yeah. know, like oh I feel like You can kind of have that much more understanding mm. But then it kind of goes from being like this big high of yes, we've got this understanding to oh no, now I've got to like cater
0: to your needs. Now and instead of one or two, oh, there's one to ten things I have to go yeah, through. And, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes I would in the mornings. Not sometimes, usually in the mornings we'd give Akira one of our phones because she gets up so early. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I
1: know that. It's like yeah. if I can get like half an hour extra yeah. sleep.
0: And so now the first thing she does when she wakes up after, you know, spending a few minutes waking up, she goes, duh, duh. And she points on top of the bed head and I'm like, water? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be like, milk? And she goes, nah, nah. And, you know, mm-hmm. she'll she'll do these little hand gestures she, and she wants to phone. I'm mm. like, oh, what have I done? Mm. But at the same time, <laughs> it's like I get to sleep in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's a long fucking day. I think that
1: anything almost anything is acceptable if you can get more sleep. yeah <laughs> yeah
0: and yeah i monitor it you know like as in okay now it's time to all get up yeah or dan would take her and then i'll get to sleep in for an hour and um i think in moderation is fine but i still mm. have that mum guilt
1: i know it's really Bad. like all those articles where you read them and you're just like what am i doing and it's like but I was getting extra sleep that's going to benefit me throughout the day like oh yeah
0: if I'm a happy parent <laughs> it means I'm a better parent <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> Doug's that's... obsessed with our phone so much that he will get it now yeah. like it's just a I call it the white noise phone. So we just use it to play music to Clyde to get to sleep yeah so it's not it's and it's got a few games on it I think that Gareth's put on there and maybe ABC Kids but Dougie if he finds it now we'll close the bedroom door so no one will find him oh. So he and, can spend yeah, time. Yeah, so we can spend time on it. Yeah. And um, I often take it off him and he's like, no. And then I put it up high yesterday and I came into the bedroom and he closed the door and he'd got a chair and he was just trying to get to it.
0: Clever. Like,
1: you are. Yeah.
0: They're, um They're cheeky. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, uh, Akira plays YouTube Kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's focusing more. I've been watching her. She would spend more time now watching a clip mm-hmm. um, but if she doesn't like it she'll, she just she'll yeah, just yeah change that's what Clyde it. Is. it's scary I know
1: that's what I'm I'm just what remember because when I had Doug Clyde was two and he had a real YouTube <laughs> kids addiction <laughs> actually it wasn't it was normal YouTube and I don't think I'd realized how bad it was That it was always like stuff on there that was like not quite right mm. and so I was like oh I'll get the YouTube kids app. but then after that, I'd be like oh I was getting Doug to sleep and I know that he would be safe if he was looking at the phone he wouldn't be getting into mischief yeah sort of if i was going after look after doug and get him to sleep and then i'd come in and be like oh i should take it away from him now but i'm like oh is this is the only break i'm gonna really get so there was yeah some definite guilt-ridden parenting yeah. in those early
0: days with it's a like, lot of like, compromisation mm. is that a word? Yeah. <laughs> did I make it up compromise yeah yeah I don't know is that even compromising
1: I think so you're doing something that maybe you wouldn't normally want to do to Mm. get something else that is going to probably have some benefit
0: yeah that is the one thing when I was pregnant that I'm like I'm gonna try my best for um my baby not to rely so much on technology but if you step back and kind of look at yourself Mm -hmm. you're always on your phone oh i know you're always you know the tv's always on um but i guess it doesn't affect our brains like it affects Mm -hmm.
1: theirs Mm -hmm. well that was the thing was clyde was it was definitely having an effect on him that wasn't Mm -hmm. probably that great but Mm -hmm. it was the time where you're just kind of wading through like you know it's like not that easy a time whereas like coming out of that i'm like okay i'm not in that situation anymore so i'm probably not doing that but yeah that definitely didn't wasn't having the best effect on him mm. it was almost like he was like not able to concentrate on anything else mm. and then he'd he'd get really upset if he wasn't able to have it and yeah. that type of thing where you're like oh, this is probably not the best but yep. it helped me get through so i'm not really yeah. critical of myself mm. And if other people say that they do it, I'm like, I know what that's like. Even though when you're out of it, you kind of think, oh, it's probably not very good to do that. I'm like, but I know how hard it was.
0: Yeah. Um, I wonder how people don't do it. And I really want Mm -hmm. to know how they don't. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: we recently stopped Clyde and Doug watching TV not for any like they weren't watching a heap but when i, I broke my foot earlier in the year yeah. and we were watching a lot of television i thought i just want to see if we cannot not watch television and see if there's an effect on their behavior because mm. there's always stuff that's like it's so much better for them and i'm like is it really or is this just making people feel guilty for mm. having something that can occupy their children when they're doing something else particularly if they're home with children all day like mm. that's not easy
0: I, run, I personally run out of things to do mm. with a gear mm-hmm. And she's she's so small that she can't concentrate on one task no, for a time. Yeah,
1: that's it's, it's, yeah. It's we'll draw for a bit on. until
0: she starts eating the crayons, and I'm like, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's enough pink today.
1: Mm-hmm. I think Clyde and Doug they can definitely play independently now. But I found when we were watching a lot of TV when I had the broken foot, they were like, mm. they were requesting stuff all the time. They were kind of never happy with what they were watching, mm. and I was just going, we are watching shows that I didn't really want to be watching. Because I was just like, I just don't care. I just wanted the day to go as fast as possible because I can't leave the house. This isn't fun for anybody. And, um, and they weren't playing independently,
0: mm.
1: which they previously would, but they were really struggling with that. Whereas yeah. I found with them not watching much, there's not that like they're watching nothing because they watched some TV last night we put a film on. But they're able to play independently and yeah. they're actually, it always feels like I've actually got more free time. Because they're going off and doing their own thing. Yeah. And where sometimes if you put the TV show on, they're kind of whinging at you all the time, like, change Mm, it, put this on, put this on, and it doesn't actually feel like you've got a break. Mm. But that, I think, is the age that they're at. Whereas when they were younger, I think we could use it more to, like, be able to do something. And I've got another friend with kids, and she's like, I find if they've watched TV for a lot during the day, when you actually need the TV, like when you're cooking, does not work, and that's when they're kind of at you, and then you're like, I just want this tiny I to get this job done. I I'm see. like, Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's anyway, I don't, it's not, it hasn't really had any positive change in their behavior other than they are playing independently quicker and better mm-hmm. than previously. I think, but I don't know if that's that great, mm-hmm. for all, they're still whinging for
0: it. <laughs> Um, you were pregnant with sorry, Clyde. Yeah. I always thought Doug was first. No, yeah. no Clyde. Clyde. Okay. Yeah, Clyde. So you were pregnant with Clyde when you um are working with Able and Game. Mm-hmm. Sorry, working in G- Able and Game. Um, <laughs> I'm stumbling my words. <laughs> was it hard towards the end of the pregnancy? Because you were over too, weren't you?
1: No, Clyde was pretty much born on his due date. It was, he was due in January, so December with a small business is like a pretty busy time of year. And I was working right up to Christmas, mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't great. <laughs> and it was, I remember going to an appointment at the women's, and I had a student midwife, and I I couldn't even hold a conversation with her. And I think she was like, "Are you, you alright?" And I was like really stressed out because i just read some article that said if you're working when you're pregnant like in the last trimester it was i just want to just asterisk this it was a load (laughs) of crap from the start (laughs) if you're listening to this and thinking i'm doing this i'm really worried now i really wouldn't be i don't even know i don't even think it was proper study but it was like if you're working it's as dangerous as smoking when you're pregnant and i kind of read it and was like oh my god i'm working like really long hours and and I really stressed out about it. And then I went and saw a doctor for the. That was the doctor's appointment. I think at 36 weeks. And I'm like, oh my god! And I think I just can't. Went in there and just like verbal diarrhea, going, oh my god! I'm working really hard. i this bad smoking. <laughs> and she was kind of like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's all cool. The baby's just like basically a succubus, and it will just suck everything it needs out of you. And it's you that won't be fine. But the baby will be fine. Yeah. So I was Are they, just like. Was the article talk about stress, maybe? I don't know. But then afterwards, when I was pregnant and had a small child,
0: mm.
1: I'm like, what is the difference between a job and having to look after a child mm. or multiple children? Mm. Like, that is hard work and also quite stressful. So I was like, that article really was just. I think to go I'm going to work out how to make people feel really guilty Mm. and it worked and it's like you know if you're looking on it now with like a critical eye it's like this is just really quite like terrible and probably quite damaging to people because it's causing stress that's not really that necessary. And I think it was probably just making people feel bad for working, which it's like... Mm. But I met the doctor a year later at one of my new parents' group's first birthday. She was a friend of one of the other mothers. And I said to her, oh, I met you, before, I met you at an appointment um and I think she's kind of like I'm not probably going to remember you like please don't be offended I'm probably not going to remember you because you know I have a lot of appointments I said I was the woman that came in and basically verbal diarrhea at you and she (laughs) goes oh yeah I I remember you I'm like yes I have a feeling that was probably a memorable appointment because I think she was kind of like I think actually she said I think that her sister had like quite a a high-stress job and her sister was pregnant and she was kind of like, if she can do it, she thought We're going to be okay. But yeah. She, I don't know. She was yeah. very reassuring and she was very... That article sounds like a load of crap. Yeah. I think it was either Huffington Post or The Guardian, which um, you'd, you'd expect better. From, yeah, yeah, yeah. not maybe a news.com <laughs>. article I, um, where you read the comments section and you'll be like, I need to set this computer
0: on fire. I don't even go on to any news no, you know where what i how i found out my news if i accidentally press the wrong button on the tv <laughs> or something comes up on facebook
1: yeah yep yeah, yep yeah. that's pretty much i think where i get mine from yeah so but it was a stressful time and she was right mm-hmm. about it's you that will suffer because i just remember there was a day and i had to do about there was a whole bunch of stuff i had to do we had a pop-up shop at Melbourne Central which in hindsight maybe wasn't the best idea and I could only work for 3 hours there before I would have to go I need to go to the toilet but I couldn't leave oh, the space because it was yourself? like an open space yeah yeah so we and then we had a few like I'd set up like stuff like people could come and like work there and I think the woman that we had that was going to work they've got like mumps or something like that oh. so it was all this stuff just went wrong that
0: yeah.
1: shouldn't have gone wrong yeah so, I probably wasn't really looking after myself mm. as well as I should have been. And I think there was a morning where I woke up and I'm like, I really can't get out of bed. Mm. I had to, I think, drop my sister off to do a market. And I think we maybe, I think we were selling our apartment at the time. Oh. So, I had to like so get the cat on. out yeah. and do that. And I don't think anyone ended up coming to the like open for inspection. I was just like, I'll oh. have to like vacuum the hat. Like, and I was just like, I think I just sat on in bed for the rest of the day, and I was like, ugh. But then once Christmas came,
0: yeah,
1: I was like, I'm doing nothing until the baby comes at the end of January, and we just got like a whole bunch of like videos from um, Blockbuster that was still open just <laughs> down the road, like Dirty Dancing, stuff like that. I had a football and Gareth and I played a lot of PlayStation, and we just ate. Like I just kind of say, it was like a. Um, stoned teenager phase where we're just eating like bags of Doritos
0: yeah, (laughs) cute
1: uh sticky date pudding because eating dates is Mm. meant to help you but it's like if you look at the study it's like you're meant to be eating like eight a day from 32 weeks and it will maybe Mm. help the second phase of labor it was not necessary to eat sticky date pudding
0: (laughs) hey sticky date puddings are young i
1: know that was the thing i was like i'm meant to eat dates i'm gonna make sticky date pudding and Um, it was like this huge tray yes yeah it was it was good
0: Hmm. was do you find doug's uh the pregnancy with Doug, quite different to Clyde. Did you yes. know both that both were going to be boys?
1: We found out with Clyde mm. and not with Doug.
0: Were they the same, around the same pregnancy? like? The, no, um,
1: I think being pregnant with a 18-month-old to, to two-year-old boy. is far different <laughs> from being pregnant with no child. Like, it was pretty – I didn't enjoy it. Mm. I think I had, like – just feelings of just I um, know I'm doing this again and I don't know if it was like anxiety but I wasn't I wasn't kind of wrapped with the whole idea having to do go through labor again all that I was just yeah. a bit like uh, yeah didn't it wasn't exciting it was you were the first looking time it was it exciting too? I don't think I was no because I knew what it involved and I was like I can't be bothered doing that again <laughs> and also there was a bit of a fear as well about going into labour and having a child mm. and who's going to be looking after that child if it yeah. happens in the middle of the night yeah. and my mum came to stay maybe about a week before my due date
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I went two, almost two weeks over she was staying with us for about three weeks and I was due on Christmas day so there was a bit of stress about not having a Christmas baby as well mm. Um, probably why. So, you and Gareth
0: going. are very consistent. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't super excited <laughs> about
0: the whole thing. But you didn't have a Christmas
1: baby, though? No, no, because he was 10 days late. He's born on the 4th of January, so um, well, nowhere near Christmas. Yeah. Christmas doesn't really feel like it's got anything to do with his birthday <laughs> <Good>. anymore.
0: <laughs> so. I have a friend who was born on New Year's Eve. Mm. Or was it New Year's Day, one of those? I
1: think that would be all right. I would be okay enjoy. with that.
0: He didn't like, he didn't. Didn't like his birthday. Oh. Because like he calming. can't really celebrate his birthday. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
1: I think I was the kind of like, I did think that, but I was like, Christmas is just the worst. Like, mm. to me, it's like it will always be second fiddle to something else. And there's all this expectation around it that you wouldn't kind of have any control over what you wanted to do I guess so I just remember sitting in my sister's apartment for Christmas and it was like 38 degrees and she didn't have air conditioning and the Clyde Mm. was there and my brother was there with his little kid as well and I was just thinking just don't go into labor and it was like we'd get to about four o'clock and I'm like it sure can't happen now because it's going to be you know that's enough time for the labor to go that yeah I won't have the baby, but I think I was still going, oh, But if it's really quick, and I think it wasn't until, like, <laughs> 10 o'clock. I was like, yeah, this is definitely – I'm not having a two-hour – Yeah. Two-hour labour. Ended up being, like, three and a half, four.
0: What? <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. crazy. I know, it was
1: really fast.
0: Okay, maybe we'll start with Clyde's birth.
1: Right, yeah. Clyde's birth was – I over-prepared and over-thought. I over Everything.
0: Is the binder has anything to do with Clyde's birth?
1: Yeah, that was all for Clyde. God, I did nothing for Doug. Yeah. So I wrote out a, I think it was four or five page birth plan for <laughs> Clyde. I went to some birthing classes. I think a lot of this is to do with the fact that my, like this whole thing that exists throughout our life was I was born emergency caesarean yeah. in 1980 in a country hospital. And my mum often spoke about if that kind of modern technology didn't exist like if we were born 100 years ago we probably both of us wouldn't have survived there uh, it was just a whole thing and then my sister was also an emergency cesarean because mum went into labor before the booked in date for the cesarean
0: yeah oh right
1: yeah and so basically she was just kind of like i went through like the full-on aspects of labor but then we didn't drop down and she was always told that her childbearing hips weren't actually childbearing hips so i kind of went well i'm gonna have the same pelvis as her so i'm gonna go through exactly what she went through yeah. and i think i've got this like i think a fear of operations and yeah. anesthetic and yeah,
0: of I mean, being cut
1: open i don't know there's like a real thing
0: or or what did we feel it somehow and yeah it's just, yeah there's
1: a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> so i was worried that that would happen to me so i'm like okay well it seems like also the idea of having kind of an epidural also really freaked me out in terms of you can't walk, although I've heard that there are some that you can. So I'm like, maybe I've got that wrong. But also the big needle and having to stay still. There was all this stuff where I was like, oh, I don't know. And so I was like, I need to be upright so that at least I can have a chance of if I don't have the pelvis that opens super wide, if at least I'm upright, I can, you know maybe not have to have an emergency that's basically what was going through my head and you know i went to i think it was like a natural birthing class that yeah my takeaway from it was epidurals are bad which i think is a bit shit
0: they do push um unnatural yeah yeah Yeah. and it's i think it's a it gives um mum's a lot of pressure
1: yeah I think so
0: first time mum, lots of pressure to go through that
1: you know what my labor with Clyde ended up being kind of shorter than what was expected um but I actually think an epidural particularly in the first labor is a really good thing because it just gives you a chance to rest Mm. like if you're going to be in a huge amount of pain for like 12 hours Mm. if you can rest for that Mm. I just think why isn't that like celebrated and promoted and Mm. being like yes that's what I think now yeah so with Clyde, my waters broke on his due date and then mm-hmm. went into the hospital and they're like they didn't break they sort of leaking it was kind of mm. and they're like okay well you have to come in on sunday morning for an induction you've got this amount of time to go into labor and then i think the like, different hospitals have got different amounts of time if your waters have broken that you have to go what day was that so it broke on the friday okay. i think in about six o'clock at night so they're like you have to come in on sunday morning at six o'clock your induction right and then on the friday you don't go
0: to labor naturally yeah yeah Yeah.
1: and then on the friday night sort of started having contractions i'm like oh great it's kicking off and then it sort of stopped during the day and we kind of had like a bit of a like crisis of confidence where i was like oh they're gonna just pump me through full of like induction drugs and that's gonna just ramp the pain up which Mm. is you know just stuff you've read basically which sometimes people can say is bad sometimes people can say it's good but i was just worried where people had spoken about if you go into labour from an induction it's kind of the pain just goes from one to ten really quickly mm. and often people like just get the epidural straight away which is probably good advice So I was like oh if that happens and that's going to mean I'll have the cesarean so I think I had this real fear about that in hindsight now though I know that if I ha- that had have happened if I had of that had have happened it would have been fine I think it's like this, you've got this idea in your head of something that you don't want to happen but you know that if you actually did go through it it would be okay mm. and you'd be fine so I think mm. actually having been in labour and with doug's birth i think there might have be been a touch and go moment where they were going to take me in right. to have a cesarean i'm like knowing what that was like there i think it would have been it would have been perfectly fine because they they're really caring and they look after you and like people that have gone through cesareans are like like my mum, it's, mm-hmm. it's no problem at all so i think in hindsight but yeah with clyde i was really worried so i kind of went into labor didn't really do anything so on the sunday morning i went in and overnight i'd sort of started having contractions so when i was there i was like you know that were like 10 minutes apart, kind of various length.
0: This and is on the Saturday?
1: um Yeah, the Saturday night I'd gone into sort of like early stages of labour. And then on the Sunday morning we got to the hospital at six o'clock with like four other people that were not in labour. And I was just like, yeah. and they're like, oh, okay, you look like you're in labour. We're going to stick you up on a ward. Stick you up on an a ward and then your midnight wife will come. Because I was in that midwife programme. But my midwife wasn't working that shift, so I had another one within that sort of three team a team of three midwives. So they're like, she'll call you and she'll come in and then we'll go from there. And I had a student midwife. She was there with me. So we were just on a, like, the ward, so like mm. a room where you have go after you've had the baby. And I was having contractions, but I was like, wow, well, I'm coping really well with this. And it was like the kind of earlier contractions where they're not really painful <laughs> I think I was like oh this isn't so bad and it's like you yeah, just wait <laughs> <laughs> um, but the midwife didn't come until three o'clock in the afternoon so I was actually there for quite a while kind of and then she's like okay and I think by that stage it started ramping up but because I kind of went for a walk and I was like I remember being at the lift just going oh my god oh my god this is really full-on and she's like right we're gonna have to and I think they're like we'll give you an hour before we give you any like induction drugs you still have to be induced well the thing was is they were like we'll break your waters and see if that speeds things up um and so they did and it didn't really do anything in terms of they're like we need consistent um contractions like they need to be two minutes apart and they need to be 45 seconds in length that's probably the wrong amount of time but they had to meet a criteria whereas they were kind of like between Three and eight minutes apart sometimes, and they will I remember them counting them and being like, Meh, This isn't really doing anything. Mm. The, the, the midwife referred to them as useless confrontations. Oh, I was thanks. like, <laughs> I remember during that period of time, there was like a moment where I was lying on the bed, and she'd be like, Can you roll over and do something? And I remember just going, Yep, I've heard that, mm. and I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it in my time. And I remember going, Come on, you've got to do it. And I'm just like, Just give me a minute have to mentally prepare because at that point he was posterior and i was like in a world of pain like it was i was just lying there going
0: remind um, me what posterior is i think it's where
1: their back is facing your back yep. so it causes pain whereas yeah. when they come out so they your labor is pretty twitch. much
0: just in your back
1: that time yeah it was yeah. it was like it was i just remember it just being like this wall of pain where i was like i'm not even getting a break in between mm-hmm. the contractions and i was like this isn't i was like i remember lying on the bed on my side just going this is terrible and mm-hmm. i'm like i need to ask for the epidural mm-hmm. i've got to do this but i knew that if i did gareth and the student midwife who i'd prepped i'm like just say like no or just try and distract me that was my oh, plan okay. yep. and i knew that they would say no so i was just kind of like radio like I can't really do that and then I think I got he must have changed out of posterior and the pain though they gave me the drugs so then the contractions kind of maybe became more regular and there was a break between them I remember that sort of half an hour of like horrendousness and then Mm. it kind of eased up a bit but I remember the midwife saying so it kind of went into that birthing suite about three o'clock in the afternoon and I sort of at about five o'clock I think they gave me the induction drug so Mm. it kind of then it kind of got a bit better yeah and then I remember the midwife going I don't think that this is going to um happen until after my shift so her shift was 12 hours so she started at three o'clock so three o'clock in the in the middle of the night, she didn't think I was gonna be having the baby by oh, then. Shit. So I was just remember thinking to myself, I'm coping at the moment, but that just kind of made me go, I don't think I can do that for that long. Like that is too long. Like I can't stay awake for that amount of time. Because I'd had sort of two nights of not very much sleep from being kind of in sort of early yeah. stages of labour. I was like, Oh no, this is terrible. And then Gareth and the midwife were like, We need to go and have lunch dinner, because mm-hmm. it was about six thirty mm-hmm. and the student midwife was like okay you guys go and have dinner and I'll stay here with Anna because obviously she's going to be in labor for like another 12 hours mm-hmm. so cool whatever and <laughs> I was hooked up to like the drip and everything monitor around my belly that wasn't really working that well and I said to her I need to go to the toilet I need to do a poo <laughs> and she's like oh okay well I don't really know what to do about taking all this stuff in there I'm like I'm just going to unclip myself and I'll just take the drip in. She's like, you can't really unclip yourself from the monitors. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I really just don't care. I need
0: to do a poo, damn it.
1: So I go into the bathroom and obviously because I'd taken the stuff off, it had triggered whoever was like monitoring at the desk. So a midwife who was on duty came in. She's like, what's going on? I said, I need to do a poo. She's like, "Mm, okay, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) I was like, okay. Um, so I was trying to do a poo, it wasn't working, working because the poo was Clyde and, uh, I knew this was coming. I oh no, that's what every time, if anyone ever says to you, I need to do a poo in labour, it's because it's the baby. There's no poos sitting there. I knew this was coming, I but just
0: how you said it. It's- it was the poo.
1: So they come in and they actually said to me, you, um, this is a problem because you shouldn't be needing to do a poo. <laughs> So we need you to like tip the baby back, so what? you can do the poo. I was just like, okay. And then they like were like, okay, we'll move you forward, so he's kind of like not coming out anymore. And then they looked and they're like, wait, you're ten centimeters dilated. We can see his head. I was like, oh my
0: god, I had a feeling that might have been the case. But question, how the fuck were you going to tip him over? I don't
1: know. I don't. I really don't understand. I think that she was so sure that I wasn't going to be having the baby for another, Until like, she was 10 gone. hours <laughs> after I was
0: gone. She did
1: not think that that was baby coming oh, out. Oh, my God. So I was, like – because, like, I, I, obviously through that time, she, would like, it was checking, like, you're this much dilated, you're this much dilated. And yeah, it was, yeah. like, still kind of lower numbers but you are like, oh, I'm really disappointed. I thought it would be a higher number. But I think you can pretty much go from, like, 3, 4 centimetres to 10 centimetres quite quickly.
0: I went from about 6 to 7 centimetres at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. on the – Saturday morning, and Akira, yeah, Akira came at five twenty-six. So, yeah, that was quick. I think I don't know. Mm. Didn't they say something about one centimeter per hour or something? Yeah,
1: I think they've got a lot of rules, and then yeah. you kind of think, oh, it'll go like this, and it doesn't. Mm. So I think he was born at nine thirty. So, like, I think everyone went in l- at night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was only kind of six hours after I'd, or three hours after that, kind of four hours after they're giving me the drugs. It was actually quite fast from what they were expecting to happen
0: so when you felt that you need to go to the toilet did you actually did you think that you were going to do a poo or was that the closest i
1: did at the time i was like i actually think that this is and maybe that's kind of i think they were like maybe there's a poo there and the poo is stopping you (laughs) like the baby's head coming down because i think i hadn't been to the toilet before and i think often when you're about to have a baby you maybe get like diarrhea so everything kind of clears out and there's nothing really gonna stop a baby from coming out and that had never happened
0: mm, that's what they And i say think she was concerned a, um,
1: about that there were i remember there was maybe being
0: concerned but oh, i can't yeah. remember like upset tummy that's part of the early labor yeah. science but i don't remember no, having I that either i don't remember that either mm. i think also when my
1: water they broke my waters there was maybe a little bit of meconium in the waters it was oh. maybe a little bit brown as well so i think that's why i had to have a lot of the monitoring and i think maybe that's why they were like let's we've got to get this right sped up maybe Mm, i can't really remember that well and then so then i was like in the pushing stage Mm. i think it took you know his heart rate went funny so i remember i think that there was a doctor that knocked on the door with like a a vacuum and that sort of went is everything okay and the midwife was like yeah it's fine just give us a second because i think she knew it was probably going to happen but then when he i reckon i was probably pushing for maybe about at least half an hour but i can't really remember but i remember he came out just in one go it wasn't like the head came out and sat there Ah. it was just a complete blue yes i think gareth was like what just
0: happened (laughs) i just blinked and here's the baby yeah yeah he
1: was just like it wasn't it wasn't expected i don't think but yeah so with that with i was on the sort of team midwife thing so i had the same midwife yeah And then they kind of come and do the home visits as well. And that was good. And we were lucky and got like a double bedroom. So Gareth Mm. could stay with me until the next morning. We left the next morning. Whereas that did not happen with Doug. And I think that that was quite problematic. Because Clyde's birth, I was like, yeah, man, I did it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Doug's birth, I was like, everything is fucked. Like everything. So I wasn't like,
0: yay, this is awesome. (laughs) I
1: was just like, this is just a complete joke.
0: (laughs) Before we go to Doug's um, birth did garrett gets in the room well he obviously saw the birth of mm-hmm. clyde mm-hmm. but was he um did the student midwife then kind of like get in contact with him to go okay finish up your dinner your wife's having a poo
1: oh i think the that baby. they came back no because he would have come back from dinner at about eight and Clyde wasn't born until nine oh. i think the midwife and gareth came back and the mid, that's when the midwife and they were like, well, you shouldn't really be needing to do a prune. Right. And then, so Gareth was there and the midwife was there when it was like, whoa, oh, actually I you thought got it 10 was centimetres. Another... No, okay. no. I think he kind of just had a rushed like right. half an hour dinner. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't like there was anything he was missing out on.
0: And you were only in the hospital for a night. Yeah. The women's with the that t- program. Team, yeah. yeah so. Same with Mercy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, is, which was why I didn't choose that program. I'm like, I'm going to stay there for as long, long as, as I possible. can.
1: Yeah. I think I was like, don't really like hospitals that much. Mm. I wasn't really too fussed about it. And then once I got home, the midwives were coming every day. So you kind of had oh, that support, right. which I quite liked. But I think, and then with Doug, he was born at like 10 o'clock, I think, at night. And then mm. I left the next day. But I kind of, I think I wanted to leave a bit earlier. But someone, okay. I think, were kind of quite like... Something was not slightly like not quite right with him. I can't remember if it was his belly button or something, but they were like, We need to have a check of this. And I think it was just someone trying to really tick off all the boxes and yeah. we're like being overly cautious. And yeah. then when the person finally came, because it took ages, like we thought we'd be home like in the early afternoon and we didn't get home to like eight o'clock at night. Oh wow. And, um the person came and they're like, mm, this isn't really I don't know why they flagged this. <laughs> and I was like, Well, we just had to sit for like hours in hours in <laughs> yeah. the room and I was like, ah. Oh and the food wasn't really that great. I think I was like I just want to go home. Yeah.
0: So how was um Doug's birth? Well,
1: he was 10 days late, so
0: and you were in labor of... naturally?
1: Yes. Um they were going. I had my induction booked for like 10 days afterwards. I had like an appointment with the doctor post dates, I think it's called, where you're overdue and they check you out. And so I remember doing an internal I thought she was going to do a stretch and sweep and it was like really quite a like I came out of the appointment crying and really upset because I was like, I'm never going to go into labor because I thought she was going to be like, yeah, it looks like you're kind of going to And she's like, I can't even reach your cervix. Can, it's it's um. high and nothing's happening. Which I know in second labors, I think, because you've already gone through labor, it doesn't take a long time to kind of set things up. You kind of can go from that situation to having a baby quite quickly.
0: Because it's done, your body's done it before. Yeah. Something like that.
1: Yeah. I was doing a lot of Googling of like, how to induce labor which I had been cool with and then I had that appointment with her and she's like we're gonna book you in on um, day 10 and we're gonna induce you and this is how it's gonna work and I was like I do not want to do any of that like Mm. I was just like I really don't want to do it because it was like we'll put some gels in you at like Mm. six o'clock in the morning and then you have to sit in the hospital and wait 12 hours and then we'll put more gels in you Mm. then you have to wait 12 hours and I was like I don't want to do that Mm. I don't want I just want to be at home I don't and I just kind of thought then my mum will have to have Clyde for all of that time. And I was just like, I really, I was just like, this just does not sound good. She did not sell it to me at all. I think I was just thought that I would just get the same thing as Clyde that they would just like ramp it up and I'd be like yeah but I just when she said that to me and then having to have that I thought she was just going to do a stretch and sweep and not tell me and I had this real fear and I was really uncomfortable and it was like painful and I was just like this is the worst so after that I was like I need to ramp up my trying to have a baby and it didn't nothing worked like people are like ah acupuncture worked for me and I had like three lots of acupuncture and it didn't do anything although the guy was like I can feel your baby's heart beating yes. <laughs> through the finger and I was like I really feel like I want to have like a Doppler on there double checking to see if you're getting that right because I was just like I cannot understand that concept in my head like that's I was interesting like, yeah yep yeah. but he was pretty much like this baby's not ready to come out and I was just like Ugh And then I was like, stuff I was doing that was like, this is like not even, I know it's not going to work, but I was like, I'm still going to do it. And all those people are like, really like, oh, this worked for me. And I think everything will work if you're already ready to have a baby. But if you're not, acupuncture is not going to work. So on the day that I was booked in for the induction, I went in, I had monitoring and I ended up saying, I don't want to be induced today. I don't want to have that, which obviously I'll put a big asterisk. Like if you're going to do that, like don't take my... That I did that and think that that's an okay thing to do because I really did have to like go through a lot of process to make that decision. Yeah. In terms of if something goes wrong, I've got to live with that right. that I made that decision. I think I got to the point that I was I was okay with that because there was, was like a lot of studies and stuff that have been done, and I sort of went through and did a lot of reading and went. I thought that I think forty two weeks was my kind of cut off, and I knew that I would go into labour before that I had that feeling and if I didn't I would have got induced but I just thought the 10 days if it had to be my first baby I wouldn't have done that but I think Mm -hmm. because I'd already been through labor I was like I think that I'm okay with this and then so I said no. She did a stretch and sweep there, which was much better than that first internal. She's like, "You're already probably one centimeter dilated." So I was kind of like, "Okay, that's a good sign." Yeah. So I went on a big long walk with my my sister. I'm not gonna say that doing that will induce labor because I was definitely ready to go. So, yeah. <laughs> if you're ready to go, will the big long walk work? Um, and then I think it was like I've cooked dinner, and I was like it was about. I sort of started getting slight pangs, so I was like, mm, "That's a bit of a pang." And then at seven o'clock, I was like, "Right." I think people have often said, like, "You know, go and have a shower or something like that," and that'll often stop. If, if it's not really going to happen, that can kind of slow things down or something. Maybe I can't remember. There's something like if you do something else, it might. If it's not really happening, sometimes it can kind of slow things down. Whereas if it is happening, yeah. you know. Right. And I was like, "Oh, I think it's happening." And was it
0: was- the same as, as um? No,
1: it just was like pretty much like up to like eight in terms of intensity straight away oh my
0: gosh
1: yeah like I was like I started timing the contractions I hopped into bed it's like I had a shower hopped into bed at seven o'clock and lay down and I was like started timing them and they were like two minutes or three minutes apart like within the half an hour and I remember like I think I called the hospital to say this is what's happening and they were like Yes, come in now. Come in now. Like mm. this is time to come in. And I remember standing up. So this is about seven thirty. Mm. Stood up, and I was just like, "Oh God!" and Because he must have just sort of sunk down. Mm. And I was like, "I think I'm going to have the baby now." And there <gasps> was a woman in like one of my Facebook doing groups who had had her second baby. You <laughs> what? <laughs> and had um had the baby like a block down the road in the ambulance because sort of what had sort of started happening to me. And her mum was like looking after the first kid, going get the ambulance now and that, so it was really really fast so I was kind of aware I was like oh my gosh this isn't something that can't not happen yeah, like yeah. it can happen so then we drive to the hospital and I think often on the drive things can slow down a bit because you start to have that adrenaline which works against the oxytocin
0: yeah oxycodone is a drug right yeah that
1: kind of yeah oxy oh, yeah oxytocin I, know talking- I, think, I can't even remember I used to know One it all from my six page <laughs> plan Uh, so I got to the hospital and I just remember having to wait in that like fluorescent lit waiting sort of space with like someone that was like, you know, maybe you still
0: need to wait.
1: Oh, and I was just like, get me out of here. Like Mm -hmm. I was just like, it was really bright and it was really intense. And then they took me up to the birth suite. Uh, also the student midwife that I had was like leaving the next day
0: another student midwife
1: yeah another student midwife she was leaving to go like shift to like Byron Bay or something like that so I was just like if I don't have this baby tonight she's not going to be there and I really wanted to have that extra support um so she came and then I was in the birth suite it was all like nice music it was all dim and I was like I remember going <laughs> you know the, the contractions were intense but I was coping with it. us It's yeah. like yeah, oh, this is really great <laughs> this is so much different from the last time and then my water's broke and there was meconium in my water so oh. they had to put the thing in um, the
0: thing monitoring. and it never it
1: doesn't really sit right on my belly and it just kept coming off and yeah. they're kind of like this is really annoying it's coming off and I had a tens machine which I had with Clyde and I was like this tens machine is awesome but with Clyde after a little while they had to put that clip monitoring on his head which is like oh, a little yeah. clip they stick in, which I'd never heard of before, even though I'd written a six page. <laughs> I was like, I've never heard of this. What is it? I don't want a clip in my baby's head. That sounds terrible. Whereas the second time around with Doug, I was like, okay, I can cope with this. I know what this is. Yep, yeah, cool. I don't want to have to do with like the monitoring coming off all the time. But I think they were like, you can't have your TENS machine anymore. I was like, ugh.
0: Because you're too far along? No, because it interferes
1: too... with the reading or oh. something. That's what they said. But I've heard other people go, oh, I used both and it was fine. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. So, I had to take the TENS machine away and I was like, that was kind of the one thing that I was like, I'm coping all right because of this. And I found with Clyde as well, it really helped as well. And I put it on really early because I remember some reading somewhere on it yeah. where it's like.
0: I was told it was actually for early labor. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think it has helped with like something that makes it more manageable later on. I can't mm-hmm. remember what it was. Um, So they took that away. I was like, yeah, that's really annoying. Mm. I was liking this. And then everything kind of just went because my waters had broken. It was just like, I just remember going from, I'm really coping with this. This is great to just, like, I was like, became really internal. And it was very kind of like, not animalistic, but I was just like, I'm in another place at the moment, Mm. like mentally. And it was, it was pretty full on the pain and dealing with it. But I was just like, this is going to go really fast. Like I could tell. It was not going to be me doing that for like hours mm-hmm. and hours and hours. So I reckon that's probably about 8, 8.30 at 9. He was born, I think about
0: 10. Mm.
1: But people are like, yeah, fi-. I was like, yeah, fast labour. That'd be good because it's all over and done with really quickly. But I actually found it really like it just was like there was no time to kind of gradually
0: yeah, yeah. get used to it. How long was um Clyde's labour?
1: Well, I think that the active labour was like only about – three hours yeah but like I was having kind of some kind of like painy type thing from like pretty much the Friday night Mm. till he was born on Sunday night but it was kind of like it was like manageable like it was like a bad period pain type contraction right whereas Dougie's was like yeah it was full on Mm. but then all this weird stuff happened in Doug's birth where they're like they couldn't get that clip thing on so they tried to get it on it didn't work then they try to get they're like can we try again I was like yeah of course can try again like who cares just get it in (laughs) so they're like okay and then they got it in but there was this period of time where it wasn't working and they couldn't find his heartbeat (laughs) with the Doppler and I think Gareth's like the lights went on and about 15 people came into the room now if you ask me what happened the lights didn't come on and there was only about four people in the room so I was like I do not remember it being like that where you know it's people coming in and they're kind of they're doing their job and they're working they're just kind of like, hello i'm this person and he's just like in this place where you're like yeah. i don't even know what is I happening i'm not right even now. registering this <laughs> but i had this feel i didn't i didn't feel panicked from it gareth was like it was really touch and go like they were going to cut you open there and i'm
0: like
1: they, they weren't they were going to wheel me in That's to scary. have a cesarean but then they found it and it was okay but i think i was kind of like had this feeling like there's nothing wrong like you just can't find the heartbeat and that's because your equipment's faulty it wasn't i didn't feel any panic but and then once it kind of got to the pushing stage the i don't even know it was a different midwife i don't know if it was a doctor and she's like i need to give you an episiotomy and i was like oh no i don't want one (laughs) and then she's like um okay and then i think later on she's like i actually do need to do one now but i remember saying to her can i get upright and she's like oh no you're in a really good position here lying on the ground in all of your body (laughs) fluids i was on my back and i was like oh i really don't feel like being on my back is my best position in terms of gravity and then she's like no i need to do an episiotomy on you Mm. i'm gonna go and get the the kit
0: (laughs) that makes me shiver were you on your back with um clyde
1: no i was kind of upright so by the time she went off to get the kit and yeah. I kind of got myself up into a kneeling position yeah. and then he started coming out and she's like, oh, I don't need to do it anymore. I was like, yeah, because I'm up right now and then mm. he can come out. And he, yeah, he did come out, not in the whole big Bloosh. thing like Clyde did but Clyde was uh 3.2 kilos and Doug was 4.3 kilos so there was a bit of a
0: bit of difference and afterwards
1: I was like I feel like I've given birth to a giant baby Mm. and I just remember lying on the ground and they're like can we get you up and put you into this tiny tiny thin bed and I just remember lying there in like just like I don't even know what like it was like just liquid or whatever everywhere and I was like nah I'm happy lying here in this pool of liquid (laughs) I just didn't want to move. I was like, I do not want to move. And then I remember sitting up in this bed that honest to God felt like it was like thirty <laughs> centimetres apart going, Why am I having to be in charge of holding a small baby when I'm feeling pretty wobbly and like yeah. kind of just like I remember just just going, Why am I in charge of looking after this? Like this shouldn't be my job. I should be like looked after. Mm-hmm. And I think they're like, Right, we'll stitch you up and then wheel you off to your ward. Gareth had to go because he wasn't allowed to stay. There was a woman next to me who had, yeah, he couldn't stay because it was like a a shared room, and there was a woman next to me who had a baby who cried all night, pretty much, which oh, was not that, even bad. Okay,
0: sorry. Um, uh, Doug came at night. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, so Gareth had to go, and I just remember sitting there going, "What?" And it's like you know, they're like try and get some sleep, and you're like, "I." But you
0: just had a baby. Baby,
1: and like all that stuff that's going through your body is like yeah anyways i remember trying to sleep and just the clock every time it got to like the next hour would make this weird noise huh? like boom and not like an alarming type noise but mm-hmm. just this strange noise which i was like is it doing that and i was trying to figure it out and then i was like right what time can visitors come like six o'clock right if gareth is not here on the dot at six o'clock i'm just gonna lose it and then i was like got to six o'clock and i'm like gareth's not gonna get up super early and come in like that's realistically not gonna happen maybe he'll be here at seven o'clock I think from seven o'clock till eight o'clock, I was just in, like, messaging him going, where are you trying to call him? He wasn't answering because he was asleep because he was tired. But mm. I was just like, just get here. And he's like, oh, sorry, I slept in. I just, I'm like, just get here and bring me food because I'm hungry and I'm angry. And I'm just like, I can't look after a small baby. Like that's not, because I couldn't even get out of bed properly. I couldn't walk mm. almost. And I remember going to the toilet and I'm like, if this was my first baby, I would have wheeled like, the little like, bassinet thing in me because I'd be like, I can't leave the baby line. I was just like, I don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> There's another lady in here. That's
1: good. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And also having to share a room like that with a stranger. Like just there was one a curtain person? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she was in a fair bit of panic. I think she'd had a C section. Mm. And then I, and she kept trying to shush her baby. And I think I found that more, not annoying, but I was just like, I feel bad that she's having to. Feel like shush famous. her baby and for my benefit and i'm mm. just like this is just really messed up like i was like mm, i know you know when you go private you can end up at like the hyatt whatever <laughs> 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 and i was like oh, i don't think financially it's probably worth it but at the same time part of me was like oh god this wasn't really like mm. the best option in terms of me feeling great because i reckon after that like i I think a lot of the stuff in Doug's labour had an effect afterwards that I didn't probably realise it wasn't very good, like being left alone and then also that midwife or doctor that was like, don't sit upright, we're going to give you an episiotomy. I was Mm -hmm. like, you kind of didn't really feel like you were being listened to, which I
0: didn't. But you were good at being assertive though. I I don't Mm -hmm. know if I would have – I feel like I would just feel bad and just, okay, I'll just do whatever – yeah because i I didn't have a, a plan and mm. my plan was i'll just do whatever i'm told to do right Yeah. but i also read that you should voice your opinion and the, ask lots of questions
1: yeah but you can't really do that when you're in labor can you <laughs> it's like hard i think I, that's why i was like i want gareth to be
0: your as educated your voice, as possible
1: yeah. but then i also went well he can't really navigate a hospital system mm. so that's why i wanted to have the i ended up getting a student midwife i think that having like a student midwife or a private midwife or a doula is that that would be if i had to give advice to anybody yeah the thing that i would recommend because also i think it's a lot of i think for like gareth i was like he's not really equipped to do this and he's probably going to get like burnt out by the experience Mm. i think a bit which sounds terrible because it's like you know i'm the one that's doing like the thing that is difficult, but it's I think it's sort of true in a way. Mm. Like I think at one point he had to go and sit down.
0: Yes, <laughs> rest. Um, it's intense for them too.
1: I think it is intense because they don't have the like the drugs in their system that's kind mm. of helping. I think when you're in late, you've got stuff that's helping you yeah. stay awake for a long period of time and not yeah. feel like terrible. Whereas if I didn't have that in my system and was having to do it, I think I would be like I would be tired as mm. well. But
0: was yep. there um something uh during Clyde's birth and Doug's I guess that you're like oh you didn't I didn't think this was this could happen
1: that clip thing I think for me yeah. I didn't know what that was and yeah. I was like no one has ever mentioned that in any of like the hospital birthing classes or anything I'd never heard of that monitoring mm-hmm. before and I was like. I think at 3 because it's like we're going to stick it into his head and I was like you're not selling it like this isn't really that great where it's like, like it's tiny I don't think it would have any yeah. effect. I think that that was definitely hard. I think also which I think I'd heard before but like you know breastfeeding being quite difficult and in those early yeah. days like with Clyde that first week was pretty full on because he had quite severe jaundice. Like it was right. right at that point where he probably could have gone into
0: the, the machine thing. Yeah, that yeah.
1: lights thing. It didn't, which in hindsight it probably would have been better if he did because it was like we had to be feeding him like round the clock, and it was I was having to like express and then top him up, and it was it was all very full on and stressful. Mm. And I just remember going, I don't really feel like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, and I'm having to follow this strict set of rules and i don't really understand because they're like right you need to feed him every three hours and I remember there was a night where i was like it honestly took two hours and 45 minutes to like feed him like where i was like and i'm like wait well that's the two hours and 45 minutes but i'll go to sleep for three hours and the midwife the next day was like no you needed to start feeding him again 15 minutes later because it took you two and hours and 15 minutes to try and feed him and then that next oh. three hours started again i was like ah oh. and i was like you know what I had a few hours of sleep but that's probably would have been better for me than having to then just start the whole process again and I think she was like you shouldn't be spending two hours and 45 minutes doing this you should just try and get it done in half an hour and I was like it's not really working in half an hour I have no idea what I'm doing like he had and it's a mouth to your
0: baby right yeah
1: like it was like the tiniest little mouth Mm. like it was like how do I get anything in here and a friend of mine came to visit and her kid was like 11 months old I remember going to feed him and I was like I, he just kind of went and fed and I was like what I'm like having to spend about 20 minutes just to try and do some weird hamburger latch thing and I was like this is really just it was I was just looked at it and went what and then I think I mean, about two months later when his mouth was bigger I was yeah. like "All oh, right, right this is yeah. a lot easier but god those that first week
0: yeah we had a midwife who told me to, okay you got to hold Akira's neck like this and then just kind of like shove her into my nipple and you know and when I do it she goes yep that's right and Dan's like um are you sure that's that's okay because it um, <laughs> it didn't look good at no, all
1: no no it's I don't know that first sort of six months of a new baby I can't say it's my favorite time like I know babies are all cute and little and it's mm-hmm. like there's aspects of it that's good but that sort of well that feeding stuff I'm like mm, it's it's not easy yeah
0: it's hard um akira had jaundice when we got home yeah yeah and but i wasn't sure yeah she had to do a blood um blood testing like a prick mm-hmm. and then the baby doctor from the hospital call and say yeah she does have it but it's quite mild so mm-hmm. don't worry about the sun even it's fine just feed her heaps and he goes it's really hard with asian babies you can't tell mm-hmm. <laughs> because <laughs> you know <laughs> yellow right <laughs> but oh my gosh yeah. i laughed I thought he was joking. He was serious. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, thank you so much. Mm -mm. (laughs) Bye.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It was like, if I hadn't have had the midwives coming, I would have had no clue Mm. about it. And kind of, it sort of it started to kind of creep down and it kind of creeps down the body, the yellowness. I think it goes down because I was feeding him with the midwife and suddenly all his legs had gone yellow, like just Mm. within like half an hour. And we were like, both looked down at him and both sort of screamed went, oh, Oh, like it was like just this like pulsating, like fluorescent yellow. And we were like, what? She's like, oh my God, like we've got to do this and this and this and this. And then I'm going to do this heel prick test and then um, we're going to send the results away. And then if I call you, this is like what our game plan will be. If it's this result, this result and this result. And then she calls up and she's like, it's worse than all those three results. Oh. We've got to do this. And I was just like, I just wish they had have said, so just come back into hospital. You know, stay the night and um, yeah. just put him under the lights. Yeah. and it would have just fixed it straight yeah. away whereas it was, it was like just felt like it was just this big massive feeding ordeal mm. and i had to get like this double pump and mm. i was just like you'd like accidentally spilt the milk and like just trying to feed them with a bottle and so mm. it was yeah it wasn't easy having to go out and buy emergency pump like it's like right we're gonna go out and buy the pump and okay, it's like what which one do i get i'm like i oh. <laughs> You can just take that one and run with it. I have yeah. no idea. Like yeah. I haven't done that in my six-page birth plan. I <laughs> wrote was... in there emergency pump situation, <laughs> double hospital grade. Where to hire from? That There's was some
0: not... um, illustrations in there. <laughs> There's
1: ones of like massaging the bum. That was what? given to me from the women's oh, where it's like stuck to. do. Oh, like a la-
0: active labor class. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. We. I had the shower. You so called the shower. That's a good one.
1: Yeah, I think that was stuff in there. I read that book. Um, juju sunton is it and called birth skills i read that book as part of my preparation where she's got all these different things you can use Mm. as kind of a you know preparation and to help like manage pain and stuff like that but it's funny because there's all this stuff in the book and one of them was um i think it was like juggling balls and you can use them and you can bang them together and like i think i had them i packed them And then I think I went to grab them in the car and I was like, but I can't do that in the TENS machine. I was
0: like,
1: but that didn't didn't work. (laughs) But there was definitely stuff in there that did. Like I think it was a good book. And it's not a book that you're going to read it and it's anti having an epidural. In fact, I think it's actually really good because it has stuff in there about when you get to the pushing stage, what to do Hmm. if you've had an epidural in terms of you might not be able to feel what's happening, but this is stuff you can do to help push. So it was actually – that's definitely a book i would recommend for that reason alone. yeah because it's not yeah yeah
0: um so how is mum life for you now
1: i think the, the, i call this year our easy year because they're both in daycare three days a week yeah. um
0: would uh clyde go to kinder next year uh
1: no he's in a kinder room at his daycare oh, okay. he goes to primary school next year oh, so right. next year won't be as easy in my mind because it's like Doug would be going to daycare and clyde a be- bit school mm. so there's like two different drop-offs and yeah. we'll have to make a packed lunch for Clyde which is like I've still got to get my head around doing that because they just get fed at daycare okay and they get like hot meals like pumpkin soup and garlic bread it's like Cute. you're not getting like Vegemite sandwich it's going to be it's going to be it and I think also just that kind of starting I've heard a lot of people say you know when you start primary school it's big like it, it takes a lot out of them and they get quite of ratty and tired and mm. stuff so mm. yeah yeah i think it'll be an adjustment but i'm kind of looking forward to having on the days when doug isn't in daycare doing things just one-on-one with him because yeah. gareth always says it feels like doug's missed out on a lot because there's a lot of stuff we used to do okay when it was just clyde yeah because it's easier to do it one-on-one whereas when it's the two of them going out with them on your own and doing that kind of stuff kind of going on long walks and stuff like that doesn't yep. feel like it happens as often
0: yeah
1: with doug so we'll be able to do some things with him yeah one-on-one which will be really easy like i thought of going out with just doug i'm like oh i'll just be i walk in the park where it's going out with two children it's always just like i don't know which way to walk
0: <laughs> where did they go oh yes they're right here. oh my
1: god they both run away all the time mm. which is payback because that's what i was like as a kid but <laughs> oh gosh
0: yeah i never um i always turn my nose up when i see someone using that leash backpack
1: oh no i look at those people and i'm like i'm so
0: now i'm like (laughs) that person who invented it knows what's up
1: would you know what i look at that and i think i don't understand why that gets judgment When a pram is a seat that they're strapped into, like why? I
0: think it's because you walk your dog on a leash, Mm -hmm. so that's the first thing my mind went to. It's like, what are you doing? Are you walking your kid? But I didn't. (laughs) When you know, when I wasn't a parent, I didn't think of it as you're keeping your kid at, um, in a length where you can control Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. You know, I see them as what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: i think i do think that i probably thought that pre-children but then also i just look at the pram and go oh i don't really see why a pram is like any better in terms of people aren't going to judge you for it because they're mm. sitting strapped into a seat mm. <laughs> it's like they're still strapped in mm. at least but the leash thing they can run away and i think for a little bit of time there when after doug was born and clyde was like really like a terrible runner like there was one time i was at Coburg Farmer's Market and he ran away oh. for about five minutes I couldn't find him and I'd like dug on like a carrier I was just running around frantically yeah. like I think I realized he was missing and then I would like just ran to the entrance to say do not let a kid get past the entrance because I'd like fear that he'd run onto the road and um, I think we found him after five minutes and he was just like la-di-da mm. like, everything's great and yeah I was like oh my God, I can't even process this. It has been so like mentally, like my brain, I think just went, nothing even happened. It's fine. Mm. Like, cause I was like, if I have to actually go through like what I just went through stress wise, I yeah. think I would be like, have to have a week of just like lying in a dark <laughs> room. Um, so I think I was like, right, I can I'll we'll get Clyde a... I think i actually he had one, but I kind of, the, the problem I had with it is he'd keep, I would imagine him tr- keep trying to pull out from me and fall over yeah. and it would end up being quite stressful like I think you'd have to go through like a few quite a few goes of like teaching on working out how it would work so that he wouldn't get hurt but no. I was like I, do, I didn't see it as being like a super easy option and I think that's what I wanted mm. but I think there was a I think when he got to two and a half so Doug was six months old the kind of cause and effect discipline worked really well on him. Whereas if we went to the park and he ran away, I said to him, if you do that again, I'm going to put you in the pram. And then he'd do it again and I put him in the pram. And he learnt, I would say, very quickly that that would happen. And, I mean, there's a couple of times I was strapping him and he was crying and I was like, this has happened because you've run away. Right. And so he, I think pretty much within like two weeks, he he would the only time he would run away I think is if he was tired and did actually want to hop into the pram because I remember once being in the butterfly enclosure at the zoo yeah and the exit was closed off it was really busy I had a pram and Doug and Clyde and he kind of I think by that stage was really tired he was overwhelmed and he kind of went to and ran away from me like like on purpose almost I was like Mm. okay right hopping in the pram and he was like I don't want to but then he was fine and I think that was him kind of going, I need a rest, but I don't actually know. I don't, he didn't want to hop in the pram in his mind, but I think he knew yeah. that that would be what the result was. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I don't even remember that stage very well, but I just remember <laughs> just blue. being stressed out in that crowded area and just mm. going, I can't, I can't, you can't run through a crowd after a kid mm. without really t- like, excuse me, excuse me. And it's like, oh my God. But Clyde actually has recently been, running away again. Because he's a little bit older, often I kind of just go, Well you can find out what your own cause and effect is. Like if you run off and then you can't find me and then you're scared. Like that mm-hmm. to me is
0: That's what happens when you run away. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but he
1: ran away at the museum in one of those kind of darker sort of Area? areas. And I, I heard him get ahead of me and I was with Doug and I was like, Well if you just kinda of wait here he might come back and he didn't. But I could still hear him and I kind of I didn't get panicked but I was a bit like mm, and I came out and he like there was a museum Worker there with him and he was like I must have said what's your name what's your mum's name kind of yeah. <laughs> situation and he was a little bit like scared yeah. and stuff and I remember saying to him look if, if you do get ahead of me I'm always going to be back where we were and kind of having that conversation with him but yeah. it's been happening quite a bit lately where he kind of just goes I'm okay to go off on my own I'm a big boy kind mm. of thing and you're like oh
0: <laughs> you might trust him but you can't really trust other people
1: yeah yep yeah. Yeah, I was actually just thinking, going, oh, we we'll probably have to have that chat with him about strangers and stuff. Because yeah. he's really chatty with people and I don't want to kind of make him think that he can't do that. Because it's yeah. quite nice sometimes when he'll kind of start
0: chatting to people on the tram. And Kira goes up and put her arms up to a strangers oh, to really be carried. Sweet. Oh,
1: that's... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's probably, it's, it's fine, like, all of that stuff, I think. It's quite nice for them to do that. Like, mm. I mean, the chance of something happening is so slim that I really think that, mm. that you probably don't really have to even address it because you're going to be watching them pretty much the whole time. But
0: yeah, I, I um, listen to a lot of true crime, oh. <laughs> like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I actually am thinking how to, I don't know, get her to not go up to strangers. And get them to cuddle her right, yeah, yeah, yes, I'm always there, but at mm. the same time, but do they like...
1: try to cuddle her though or, oh, kept... they ask first, and it's oh, okay? okay, and
0: um you know, she'd want to be picked up, um but yeah, it it doesn't happen every time she sees a stranger, yeah, some stranger yeah. she would <laughs> run away from it's mm. odd, I don't know I know it's interesting yeah. what amount of people they're like, I'm cool with that person, but I'm not cool with mm. another person. Mm yeah So um, we'll just wrap things up, and you've got a discount code for us today for the listeners.
1: Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. It's ten percent off our online store, and the code is birthing babes.
0: Yep, and I'll pop your website into the show notes, and so that um, so it's easier to find. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you and for I having me. It's nice to talk about children mm-hmm.
1: and birth. Remember a lot of that stuff. That's probably
0: yeah put away in the brain (laughs) but i make you (laughs) uh, bring it out yeah thank you um thanks listeners for listening if you haven't already make sure you subscribe on itunes and spotify and leave um a good review thank you bye